Hey, everybody. This is I Didn't Sign Up For This, a student ministry podcast, and this is episode one. We wanted to take just a minute and thank our sponsor, uh, Augusta Kids and Company. Y'all, if you are looking for a great uh, daycare service for your family and for your kids, we certainly want you to check out Augusta Kids and Company if you're in the CSRA area. Yeah, and if you're looking to find out more information or maybe you want to register your kids, you can go to AUGKids.com for more information. Again, that's AUGKids.com. Today, we are going to talk about goal setting. I'm sitting across the table from my friend Nathan. Hey, Nathan, what's up, man? Hey, man. Glad to be with you. And uh, we're excited to be having conversations that help youth pastors grow as leaders and then to help our ministries go further and go deeper. And so goal setting, man, this is a really important stuff. Uh, we know, and I think everybody would contend and share that, that goal setting is important, right? Absolutely. Goal setting is important. That's how we move from point A to point B. It's how we move the ball down the field. Um, but we need to take some time at the beginning of every year. That seems like a really good time to slow down, to reflect, and then to plan and, and look ahead. That's some of the goals that we want to accomplish. But this is a podcast called um, I Didn't Sign Up For This. And so how appropriate would it be for us to share and I didn't sign up for this moment before we get into our goal setting. So Nathan, in the, in the past couple of weeks, tell me something in student ministry <laughs> that, that you did that was something that 10 years ago you would say, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah. So man, if I, if I were to think back uh, and go, man, I didn't sign up for this. You know, we're in January, and so, you know, there's a couple of, um, if you're in church world, you understand there's a couple of Super Bowl kind of moments. Um, one of those is Easter, the other one is Christmas Eve, and, and here we are on the on the back end of Christmas Eve, just happened, um, and if you would have told me this when I first got into ministry, I'd be like, man, I didn't sign up for this, but it's kind of become a thing that, you know, I'm responsible for setting up and taking down these massive trees that we have in our environments. Like, I don't, I don't decorate them. Um, they don't trust me with that. Uh, it's probably with good reason, but yeah, probably so. Um, I'm responsible for, I get them out of the shed and, you know, I had a, a vehicle that can tote them. So they throw them in my vehicle and I drive them up to the campus and I'm responsible for like setting them up. And, um, so you're a fake tree person. I'm, I'm a, we are fake tree oh ministry. My gosh. I'll tell you that as a, as a family, we have three fake trees and then we always get a real tree. Okay. It's a little bit better. It's a little bit better. And it's really just because of my wife. I got to be honest. I, I would be fine with fake trees, <laughs> but she's like, no, we are going to have a real tree. So yeah, I, I, and I have, you know, people that help me obviously, but I'm kind of like the, the person that knows like how to set it up and how everything gets hooked up and how everything gets taken down. So I'm kind of the, the person, they just kind of look at me and go, Hey, those trees got to get put up somehow. And you say, Hey, I didn't <laughs> sign up for that. I didn't sign up for this, but, um, here I am. There's a little tagline in my job description that says, um, and other duties as, as required. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mine was, uh, we just had an outside service and, um, and so we had to transport a whole bunch of our sound and video equipment, soundboards, speakers, and the whole nine yards. And I was, um, one of the donkeys that had to take all of the sound equipment up, I guess is appropriate. Mary read on a donkey. I'm the donkey that takes the <laughs> sound equipment and speakers up to the field so we can have our outside service. But yeah, 
wouldn't have thought that that would be something that was a part of the job. I'm sure that you have all had moments like that, especially in these last nine months with COVID. I'm sure that there have been plenty of, I didn't sign up for that moments and just, uh, just know that we are in solidarity with you or with you. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and there's probably a lot more to come. Uh, but that is part of doing student ministry is just realizing that all of these things are working together so that we can love students and arrange the date between them and Jesus. And that is what's most important. Absolutely. Today, Nathan, we're talking about goal setting and about the importance of goal setting in our ministries and our, our, you know, in professionally and, and maybe personally. Um, so we, we break this up into three parts, the grind, uh, the grow and the go, the grind, the grow and the go. Nathan, talk to us about the grind just real quick. Yeah, so the grind, um, what we're going to do is really unpack some of these parts of, man, you just got to kind of like just stick with it. Like you're not seeing a lot of fruit out of it, but man, you just know you've got to do it. So you just got to stick your nose to the to the grindstone and just keep pushing through. And so that's the grind. And the grow is this concept, an area after the grind, when you've put in your work, when you've when you've plowed the field, when you have when you have really sowed in the grow are these things that come out of the grind and where you see your fruit and where you see, um, you see a real, um, uh, expansion and where you see influence. That's kind of the grow part in, in all these topical discussions that we're going to have. And then the go, what's the go? Yeah. So the go, that's where this is a practical application piece. So we're going to end every episode talking about like, all right, so we, we talked about the grind, we talked about the grow, um, and we've kind of like, all right, so th- that was great. So now what? All right, what did I learn? And now what am I going to do differently? What can I take back um, to my ministry? You listening, what can you take back to your ministry? And how can you make your ministry better based on what we're talking about today? All right, so the grind, the grow, and the go. The grind, the grow, and the go. So we're talking about goal setting today. And uh, and goal setting, it can be a grind. Nathan, why is, is setting goals in student ministry specifically why is that so important? Just right off the bat. Well, man, I think, you know, my, my first, you know, response to that is, is the unaimed arrow never hits the target, man. We, I think so often, and I, I can tell you for me, um, just a little personal background. I grew up in the kind of assemblies of God, which is kind of a Pentecostal charismatic Holy Spirit background. And I, I grew up and as a young leader and a young youth pastor, I was like, man, I've got to leave room for the Holy Spirit to lead me. I can't really set too many things in place. And, um, and I was like, man, this Holy Spirit's just going to change something at the last minute. And man, I, I learned so the hard way, really, uh, that God, the Holy Spirit's in the planning as well. Uh, and man, if you don't, set a goal, if you don't write it down, if you don't plan for it, man, uh, I, I just don't know if you're going to hit that target because you don't really know where you're going. And, and just a, a brief thing here. I know it's New Year's and people are setting resolutions, but I mean, I think resolutions so often we just kind of think of this like, oh yeah, I kind of want to do that one day, or maybe that would be cool. Or I want to do that. We don't really put any parameters around it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think with these goals, you really want to look at something that that's that's tangible and measurable and you can really go yeah I, i'm hitting my goal or i'm not um, and really focusing in on one thing at a time i think that really is helpful when you're setting a goal uh, but that's for me why i think it's so important if you don't set a goal you don't really know where you're 
where you're going. And not to get too scriptural or, or, or too theological, but that's something that King Solomon writes about in Proverbs. He says, the plans of the diligent lead to profit. The plans of the diligent lead to profit. And, um, I was, I was listening to something this morning and, and it was kind of along the similar line of goal setting and being focused. Um, but did you know that writing down your goals is so important. There's a, a professor at Dominican University. Um, she did a study over with 270 people, and she found out that if you write down your goal, this is amazing, you write down your goal, if you write down your goal, you are 42% more likely to do it. And then on top of that, if you, if you write it down, and then if you share it with your friend, you are more than 78%, you're, you're 78% more likely to do that same goal. Man, writing down a goal is important. And then, man, if you can share it, if you have a friendship, if you have a connection group, uh, if you have accountability with somebody else where they can ask you, hey, man, Nathan, how how is that goal that you set in, in January 2021? How is that going? What, where are you headed? Have you reached it? How can I help you? Um, those things are super important. Uh, writing down goals. Uh, and then, the, the, you know, you touched on a little bit the difference between a goal and a resolution. Really good stuff. So, um, so you've written down this goal. What steps do you take in order to make sure that those ministry goals that you've set or your team has set, um, that they stay on your radar or they stay in your headspace as you're as you're moving through the year? How do you how do you keep coming back to those? What are some things that we can that we can grind out that way? Yeah. So one of the things that you know is difficult when you're talking about goals is a lot of times we'll, we'll set a goal and then you don't think about it again. And then you, you find yourself, you're like, man, I set that goal. You're, you're three months later, six months later. And you're like, man, I haven't even thought about that. I haven't even, you know, really even thought or, or think and like, hasn't really crossed my brain. Um, so some of the things that I do is, you know, I, I've got a whiteboard in my office and, and so I'll take a goal and I write it on my whiteboard. And so I can see it, you know, one of the ones of, uh, that I'm looking at right now is clarity on the front end, you know, really making sure I've got clarity on the front end when I'm communicating, when I'm leading, um, and then oversight on the back end, making sure that I'm, I'm checking in how, what's the feedback? Did it work? Did it not work? Those are goals that are on my whiteboard every day. I see that. Um, some other things I do is I, I use take advantage of technology, mm-hmm. technology like a Trello or an Asana, where you can kind of set dates and, and track goals and track accomplishments. These are free apps that you can use. Um, I know there's there's kind of a war. I don't know if you're a Trello person or an Asana person. I'm an Asana person myself. Um, the rest of my staff are Trello people, and they give me the, the runaround all the time about being an Asana person, but, uh, there's something about the way Asana sets up that works better for me than the boards that Trello uses. But, um, can I tell you something? I yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, I see I'm, I'm on this podcast and I'm already learning. People listen, I'm already learning at the foot of the master <laughs> about, about goal setting. Now I'm a paper and pencil guy, paper and, paper pencil. and pencil and a whiteboard in front of me, man, That's paper it. and pencil. I, I was paper and pencil for a long time. 
But man, take advantage of these tech, of the technology out there. Asana and Trello are ways for you to set goals. You can online set dates for you to accomplish them. It pops up reminders, sends you texts, pops up on your phone, on your computer. Um, and, and really one of the things we're going to talk about here in a minute is, is really breaking down those goals into achievable steps. And it, and it just is so, so helpful. And so for me on my Asana, I've got my week, I've got my 30 day goals, I've got my 90 day goals and I've got my yearly goals and they're all in different asanas. They all got dates on them and they're broken down and it really just helps me keep it in front of me. Um, so one, I can see big picture mm -hmm. what I need to accomplish in the year, but then two, it helps me to kind of break that down into kind of manageable parts. So, so let me press in just on a little bit on this, Nathan, you, you said something about like short-term goals and medium and long-term goals. And you even gave numerical, um, numerical categories like, uh, like 30 day goals, 90 day goals, and then, you know, 365 day goals. So tell us like what, how do you do that? How do you categorize goals in different places? And, uh, are there some goals that maybe start this way and, end, you know, maybe a little bit longer, you need to give yourself more time or more grace, or you need to, um, you need to really buckle down. How do you, how do you separate goals into categories? Yeah. So obviously what we, we do when I, what I do is when I start, I go, man, what are the goals I want to accomplish this year? What do I want to be at the end of the year? Um, you know, one of the things that Craig Rochelle says in his leadership podcast, and, and um, again, you'll hear me reference leaders and what they say, because I'm, I'm a learner. If you are a leader, you need to learn from every resource you can. But he says, begin with the end in mind. And so I'm looking a year from now and going, if I could be um, 365 days from now, what do I want my ministry to look like? Where do I want to be? And so I set those goals. But then what I know is if I look at that, then my, my brain just kind of goes on overload of like, how do I get there? So then what I do is I begin to break down and go, okay, so what are the steps that I need to get there? And so, you know, a lot of you, you're probably going, Hey, I want my ministry to be numerically larger next year. Right? So what are the, and so you could sit down and go, all right, well, how do I do that? I need X amount of kids every week to hit that. That's good. But you could also go, what are the things that bring kids into the room? What is the things that keep them in the room? And so I started looking at, hey, I need a student leadership team. I need to grow that team. So that was a, a mini goal that I set because they're now my recruiters. They're going into their schools and they're inviting their friends. Hey, I need more adult leaders so that I can sustain that those kids when they come. So that's another mini goal. Hey, I want a student band that kind of pulls people in. That's another mini goal. So these mini goals help me accomplish the big goal. And then what I do is, is take those goals and go, Hey, that's a, that's a 90 day goal. So I'm going to start striving for that. Hey, that's a 30 day goal. And the next month I can accomplish that. And then what I do is, is every Monday I sit down and I look at my, my, all of my goals and I create for myself an ideal week. I go, Hey, if I can accomplish these things this week, then I'm going to set myself up. So, and that's my Monday. It's the first thing I do every Monday is, is kind of create that, that schedule for myself. Um, and so that's kind of how I, I kind of break that down. And then everything is, is prioritized. You know, we have these urgent things and important things and trying to prioritize things on my list. And so that's kind of what I tackle first. And so those would be the 30 day goals or the, the important thing, the urgent and important things. Um, 
So I know it's kind of a lot that kind of broke that down. I hope I don't step on anybody's toes when I'm, when I'm saying this and you know, we are youth ministers, youth pastors. So I think it's okay for me to say this, but it's almost like goal setting is a process and we have to fall in love. And I would even say obsess over the process. Absolutely. Because, because that process is going to, is going to lead to good results, right? If you fall in love with a process and if you, I know that's like a crazy kind of word, but obsess over the process, the results will take care of themselves. And I got to tell you as, as youth ministers, student ministers, youth pastors, or whatever label that you call yourself, the, the, we're not always really good about the process. Um, some of us have giftings in other places, um, but that's, it's like a muscle. And that process is something that you have to work on and flex all the time if you want it to get stronger. So that's maybe some encouragement from us is, yeah. uh, this goal setting thing is a, it's a process and it's a process that's going to help develop you and us into better leaders. And, uh, and that's a muscle that we have to flex and work on just like Nathan, every Monday is a, is a chance for us to sit down and think about, uh, what are the things that I want to accomplish this week? And, and not only that, but what are the, what are the things, what are the goals, um, that I can delegate onto other people? What are the things that I need to push back away from? And maybe that's even a goal is, is what, what are the things that I don't need to be a part of anymore? Mm. I want to give away this by, by a certain date. I remember a few years ago, I, uh, I, I can, I'm a serviceable worship leader. I am no, uh, skillet. I am no ski Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> I am no, uh, Chris Tomlin. I can play a guitar and I can carry a tune and that's just about it. And I knew that I did not need to be leading worship anymore. And so I had to set a goal to find somebody who can do that 75% of what I could do it or better with an upward trending arrow and give it away. Mm. That was a goal. And it was not something to take on, but it was something to give away. And I think if we want to have a bigger sphere of influence, if we want to be uh, more influential, if we want to uh, make a deeper and greater impact on the community and and students around us, we have to be free to make those um, impact uh, type of moves. And sometimes that means giving things away. Absolutely. We should be always trying to give away. Give it away. Now, I, I talked a little bit about tech. Now, you're kind of more pen and paper. What about, how do you keep goals in front of you as you move forward, um, pen and paper style? Yeah, it's, I say pen and paper, um, but it's really whiteboard. I have, I have, I make a whiteboard and do quadrants and then I usually write them down into pages and then I have, uh, you know, documents saved for different types of goals. Kind of like you did, same kind of idea, but uh, maybe not quite as cool and techy as you. <laughs> um, but, but I do, I categorize them in, in different ways, uh, different time periods. And, and, and I, and I, I do more of long-term goals and then break them into chunks. Uh, so I, I give myself deadlines by, you know, if I want to recruit 10 leaders in 2021, I say, okay, by this day, I want to have three. And by this day, I want to have three more. And by this day, I want to have four. And that gets me to my 10. Mm. So I try to break it up in chunks with due dates because I'm better at putting things on my calendar with reminders and giving myself deadlines to accomplish my goals by that's, that's kind of how I work. Um, and that's how my, my groove that I've kind of fallen into again, it's probably not as cool, but that's (laughs) what works. So we're moving from the grind now to the grow, uh, Nathan talking about grow 2020 was a year for, for growth. It was a tough year. It was a really hard year. That's probably an understatement uh, of the year, but 
the grow? Where where have you grown specifically? Um, what are some goals that you made for yourself last year or your ministry last year? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, and I think all of us is important to remember, especially with a year like 2020. You know, there are some goals that we set that we achieved and some goals that we set that we came nowhere close to achieving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's important to remember that, you know, a, a failed goal is is good, too. There are things that that come out of that as well. So when you if you didn't achieve a goal. So one of the goals that we said is, um, hey, I wanted to have, uh, you know, 150 students at, you know, this event or whatever. And um, we didn't have that number. I mean, COVID basically shut down the event, so it didn't happen. Um, but, you know, hey, I really wanted to have, you know, we do an event called Collide. I wanted 150 students from my ministry. It's a, an event that we put on with multiple churches. I want this many just from my church to come. And, you know, we didn't we didn't end up having that many. COVID happened. and But, you know, what? it allowed us to, to take a step back and evaluate, you know, hey, was that a good goal? Okay, why didn't we achieve that goal? What do we need to do better next year? Okay, did we have any success? You know, what did we achieve? Um, and so, you know, just because you didn't hit a goal, don't beat yourself up or feel like, man, I'm just a failure. Instead, look at it and go, hey, this is a learning lesson. What do I need to do better? How do I better evaluate where we are, our ministry, um, and set goals for next year? You know, one of the things we did uh, do this year is, you know, with with COVID happening and everything, you know, you need to pivot, you need to innovate. And one of the things we focused on was really getting smaller. Um, and that was in our, our small groups, but also in our leadership of small groups. And, and so we were like, hey, right now I'm leading all of them. So we need another level in between, especially with the, we needed more communication, more relationship in light of COVID because people were home and people were struggling. I mean, just to be honest, people were, marriages are struggling, students are struggling. I know you all felt it too. There was more, I dealt with more anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. suicide, all of these things during COVID when students are stuck at home. Right. And my leaders weren't immune to that. My leaders were struggling as well. And so we needed to provide more relationships with them. And so we, one of our goals at the start of the year that may not have been our number one goal was to implement a better coaching structure. What I had put in place before was coaches that were kind of there if you reached out to them. Um, and, it, you know, some of our leaders took advantage of it. Others really didn't. Uh, what we put in place was uh, a more robust coaching structure where um, there are kind of meetings that are already built into what we do. And, and what we found that was a really big win for us was those relationships between the, the small group leader and the coach really deepened, you know, when things were struggling, they, they reached out to that coach and um, what it allowed me to, to kind of not have to be all things to everybody in that moment, but allowed me to really focus on our students that were really struggling um, in particular with deep, deep, deep depression, deep suicide, those kind of suicide attempts, those kind of things and allow those coaches to really be that pastor, if you will, for those small group leaders in that season. Um, so, you know, we had some, some, some goals that we really, you know, Hey, we really hit. We also had some goals that, man, we just, we just didn't come anywhere close, but um, I think through the the ones we achieved and the ones we failed, we're we're going to come into 2021 better. What about yourself? What were some goals 
that you achieved or maybe some ones you didn't? Yeah. So I find that every year I have similar goals and you know, one of them is always add more leaders, add more leaders, add more leaders, add more leaders, because I always, and I know you were around the military installation. So, um, a lot of people that we get are, are linked to or a part of, um, military. So, uh, we, we get leaders that come and go a lot. And just like this year, I know I've got a couple that are already letting me know that they're going to be moving on to another, another location. Um, and so I'm, I'm constantly having to lose leaders and then replenish them with new people. And so that's always a goal that I have. And I'm always planning on, even though, even if I don't know exactly who's leaving, somebody's leaving. So I'm always having to replenish. So that's always a goal that I have. The number may change every year and I give myself a number. So I give myself something to shoot for so that I can compartmentalize and I can reach little goals along the way to get my big goal. Um, But one, one of our goals this year was the same thing to get smaller. We're a, a fairly large student ministry and our span of care my span of care is only so big. And I, you know, for the first couple of years that I was in student ministry, I had a hard time realizing that I thought that I had to be the guy who cared for everybody. And that's just not the most effective way to do ministry, student ministry, your ministry otherwise. And so we made a conscious commitment this summer to get smaller or this past summer to get smaller. Uh, and we, we made, uh, things, uh, called e-groups where I gave our leaders, uh, five kids and these are your five kids, five students, and they're the only ones that you've got to worry about. You don't worry about anybody else uh, except your own five kids. And we asked them to engage with those kids one time. That was a goal. Engage with your e-group kids one time in, in the week. And so that engagement could look different because we're in COVID uh, and we're in pandemic. Some of those engagements were online or Zoom or uh, or binge watching Netflix together from your the comfort and safety of your own home. Uh, for some, it was meeting at the park and playing Frisbee uh, or, you know, getting a pizza and socially distanced out on the church lawn or, you know, whatever it was. But that engagement was one goal. And then we challenged our leaders to engage with their kids one time per week. Uh, over the fall and over the over the uh, the winter, and and I won't pretend that everything was perfect and that we saw like three hundred percent growth, but we did see growth. Uh, we had leaders who struggled, and I struggled with my own e group sometimes. But but we found that we had less kids fall through the cracks because we set goals about getting smaller and engaging with a with a numerical value attached to it one time per week in addition to whatever we're doing on Sundays. So those were those were two goals. One was kind of a flex goal that we you know some of us hit and missed throughout the year, but man, did it have such a great impact on our ministry um, that that's something that we've rolled into 2021. We've tweaked, we've adjusted um, because things are always changing, but that's another goal that we have is to see this continuation in our e-group ministry one time per week. Uh, the engagements are going to look different no matter, uh, uh, regardless of the age group or uh, or or even gender of a group. But, um, but yeah, those were some really good goals that we set for 2020. Man, I love that. I love that e-group idea. I love that idea of, of getting smaller and, and Hey, this is your five. And just, just once, just once this week, try to get connected with them, man, that's so good. It, it, um, it, it's so much less intimidating for even like a brand new leader, somebody who's new to student ministry, who walks in and their eyes are really big and they see all these kids and they're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? But if I tell them, 
dude, you have five kids and that's all that I'm asking you to do. Just shepherd and love and care for these five kids. Most people say I can do that. I can do that. So yeah, that was really good. So uh, pivot now, Nathan, looking ahead, 2021, where are you going? What are your goals? What are, give me two. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, you mentioned one is, is, is leaders. We're always looking for new leaders. We're always, that's something that if you are listening to this and you're not trying to find new leaders, let me challenge you. You need to find some new leaders. You, you are a recruiter. That is what you are. You are no matter the size of your ministry, you, the minute your ministry can only grow as big as your fishbowl, right? That's exactly right. And the number of leaders you have is, is what happened is what the size of your fishbowl. I've always heard it said this way that students will grow your ministry, but your leaders sustain your ministry. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have the leaders in place, you will not be able to sustain um, the growth that that's going to come. And you'll have what's called that glass ceiling effect where you'll, you'll, you'll maybe you'll bust through it, but then you'll come back right back down. And so if you're seeing that, maybe you're seeing that, Hey, I have you know this huge week and then I fall right back down. It, you know, you need to increase the number of your leaders because your leaders will sustain, they set your lid. Um, so you want to make sure you're always recruiting. But for me, I kind of have a more specific kind of focus with that. So what I've found in our ministry over the course of, you know, a couple of years, we have developed and really kind of recruited some really, really strong and, and really great female leaders. And I do have some great male leaders, but there's a, there's a need in our ministry right now for incredible men to come in and lead these young men in my ministry. And so for me, I've got a very specific, like I need nine men. Mm-hmm. I need strong men to come into the ministry that can look at a, at a student and, and really kind of hold them accountable uh, man to man. Um, especially in our high school ministry. And so that's kind of something that we're looking at specifically, like, man, I need men um, to really come in. And um, another one that we kind of have is, is I want to really mobilize our student leadership team. Um, We've built this team a few years ago and we've kind of seen um, some deep growth in the team, but kind of the nature of COVID and kind of everything else, we've kind of found ourselves in a spot where, um, our team, our student leadership team is growing together as a team and they're growing deeper. Um, but they're really not, we're not really mobilizing them to, to change our ministry or to change the community. And so we're really taking some steps and how do we mobilize this student leadership team that we've got? We've got incredible leaders, but what does that look like? And I know you've kind of talked to me a little bit about some things you've done to mobilize your student leadership team with like prayer and kind of greeting and some different things like that. So I'm, I'm taking the lesson from you. We're going to try to find some ways to mobilize this student leadership team. One of the things we're looking at is having them um, set up for us some mission opportunities and let them be student led and um, let give them more ownership of the service that we do and let them kind of speak into that and help lead that service. But that's one of the big things we're doing. We've got this incredible team. Now, how do we mobilize them um, to better our ministry, but also better our community? Um, here's, a, here's a crazy question for you. If there's a goal, what's a crazy goal that you have for this year? I'm talking about a goal that's so big or, or, or so outside the realm of what most people would think is possible that you wouldn't bring this up. Like you're not telling people in staff meeting, you're not telling your volunteers, what's a crazy goal you have for 2021? Yeah. So, um, there's a couple, I, I, I'm, I'm, 
my staff uh, and our church staff calls me the dream a little dream guy because oftentimes I try to make this crazy, crazy goal. And then I list out all the things um, that I that we're going to be short on. And then I kind of scale back to something that's 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 biteable. Um, but that's not a I don't know. That's not a, a bad way to think about things, I don't think, because I think if we don't stretch ourselves and stretch our our mind and our capacity, um, then we'll we'll never grow. Uh, we'll never grow in our leadership. And um, and I think crazy is OK sometimes. So uh, this year we can't do our normal summer trips um, for a lot of covid reasons. And so one of the things that we are setting out to do is we're going to do a hometown mission week. Now, you might say, well, that sounds like not a crazy goal. That sounds like something that's totally doable. Well, this year I want to mobilize our whole entire church to do a hometown mission week. Uh, and so it's going to involve our students, but also, um, our, our, uh, older members in our church. We have some guys who are a group of guys who are real, um, skilled when it comes to, uh, labor and, um, and building and construction. And I want to pair that group with student ministry. And that seems, that might seem like crazy talk right there to pair a bunch of retired guys with a bunch of teenagers and then hope that everything goes okay. But that's the crazy goal. But then also, um, to bring in a band and a speaker to make, uh, each evening a worship session for our, our whole entire our church to come and be a part of and to make it this intergenerational thing. I've never done it before. I've never done anything on that scale before. Um, we're asking for like small businesses to, to sponsor the whole entire week. And, um, we're looking for projects in and around our city and our area. Um, so that was kind of a crazy goal that we're trying to take some steps towards COVID kind of gives us a problem, uh, a little bit about how to make actionable steps without feeling like we have to walk anything back because that's been a real concern. And something that I've tried to have sensitivity about is so many things have been canceled lately for students, um, that I don't want to be another thing that gets canceled. So where, where can I find the home run that I know I can hit that I know I don't have to back off of? Uh, so that's kind of a crazy goal. Another crazy goal that I have is, uh, is, is social media related. I'm terrible at social media. And the crazy goal that I have is to find somebody that can do it for me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, is, is just to take it on and, and be really good at it. Um, we, we've really upped our game with our videography and our content creation for our church, but not in our student ministry. And so I want to get to that level. Um, crazy goal. I don't know if it's that crazy, but, uh, to find a dedicated person to do it, uh, that might be crazy talk, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's where I want to go. What about you? Give me something crazy. Yeah. So for me, it's similar to what you were talking about with social media. Um, and you know, I'm not the best at that, but you know, I would love for us to have our social media platforms be influencers on a digital scale to be influencers in that world. Um, I would love for us to have a TikTok that people are watching that, that is an influencer that shows up on the for you page. I would love for us to have a Twitch where, where we're streaming and people are jumping on and watching. I have a friend who, um, you know, he leads a church, he's a youth pastor and, um, they do on Twitch, Fortnite Fridays, Fortnite Friday, Fortnite Fridays, where he gets on and he just streams him and he like his youth group gets on and they play together and, um, 2k Tuesdays, they get on and play 2k and, um, you know, man, I would love for us to, to be kind of influencers in that social media world. Um, it's not my world, but I would love for our 
whether it's student led or something like that, I would love for our youth group to be in our, our social media presence as a ministry to be influencing people. And here's why I think that's crazy. And why, you know, I may not bring that up in, in a staff meeting or whatever is it's, I, I don't necessarily want it to be this devotion every time. I don't want it to be, let me cram Jesus down your throat. Instead, I want it to be exactly like, let's play Fortnite together. Let's play 2K together. I want to build relationships online. And then you know what? By the way that we play, you go, hey, you're a little different. What's the difference? Hey, I'm a Christ follower. Hey, Mm -hmm. you play Fortnite a little differently. You respond to people a little differently. You play 2K differently. You know, maybe once a week we do a little devotional online or something like that, or we post something on TikTok about a Bible verse or something. But you know, I want those to kind of be small portions of what we do, but more, more than that, just be a positive influence on these social media platforms where our students are living. They're living in these right. worlds. And it's a world that I think by and large, we as the, as a church and as a ministry are not really, we're not just getting kinda, in there. Yeah. Just kind of dipping our toe in, uh, because I think in a lot of ways we're afraid to step in there all the way, but you know, it's important to be in those spaces because discipleship is about relationships. Absolutely. Discipleship is about relationships and it's really hard to have relationships with people if you don't attempt to care about the things that they care about. Um, so obviously there's like, there's good boundaries to have when you're talking about social media but, and, and all of that. Um, but we need to be in the spaces that our, our students are. So that's great goal. Great goal. Um, so 2021, here we come. Goal setting. Uh, a couple of things, just to recap. Uh, we want to make sure we write down our goals that uh, 78% more likely to do our goals if we write them down and we talk to a friend. So Nathan, I'm writing my goals down and I'm sharing with you. Let's I'm go. 78% right more likely you. to take it on and to get it done. Um, also, uh, we want to make we want to make goals in specific timeframes and categorizing and, and categories so that we can uh, attack them a little bit better and more strategically. Um, of course, if you're like a whiteboard person like me, that's cool. If you use apps like Nathan, that's cool too. Um, and then we want to make sure that we're setting setting goals for this year that are attainable that we can work towards. Nathan, what, what am I forgetting? What else do we have? Yeah, I think the big thing is making sure that you're setting those goals and and really breaking them down into attainable chunks, um, so that when you 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 know you check off, hey, three months from now, I checked it off, I did it. You get that little boost, like man, I am, I can accomplish this year goal. How do you know? Because I accomplished this little section, and you know sometimes we need that little that little boost of like, man, I can do this. This is achievable. This goal that I set that might I think is crazy. If you break it down a little chunk. You know, you can take it one bite at a time. You can accomplish it. So, you know, don't get discouraged. Um, you know, make sure you're, you're breaking it down to little bite-sized chunks. All right, guys, we have been, uh, we've been honored that you would be a part of these conversations with us, that you've been listening wherever you are or whenever you are. And we hope that these are conversations that help you and help us as youth pastors and leaders uh, grow and help our ministries go further and go deeper. We'll see you next time. <laughs>